episode 183, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., season 4, episode 15, Self-Control. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hi, and welcome to welcome to Level 7. I'm your host, Stu, and I have next to me, well, kind of next to me in the internet land, this is... Me, who? Ben. Ben Avery, I'm here. He's here, guys. Yeah. He's, he's actually here. This is awesome. We're here together. Yeah. Together. Just, just the two of us. Just... I'm not going to sing. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. There we go. You and I. Dirka, 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 dirka. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a little Austin Powers making fun of Will Smith joke there. <sighs> that Austin Powers <laughs> ruined the song for me. No, Will Smith ruined the song for me. Austin Powers just destroyed the song. I, I actually like Will Smith. He raps happy. I do like Will Smith. He's a great guy, but I hated that song. Hey, Stuart, that's enough talking about Austin Powers. We're not talking about Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. We are here to talk about Star Trek. Oh, so much Star Trek. Uh, Daniel would be spinning in his grave if he was, I don't know, sent to another, uh, sent to a Matrix world. And yeah, oh man, we got to talk about what does this mean for Simmons? I don't know. Yeah, we're going to have to get to it. But before we can get to it, there's some news to talk about. So I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about the news. I want to spend a lot of time with idle chit chat. I say we have an episode to get to. Yes. Do it. So let's play our sounder. Talk about some news because there is news to talk about. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get into the episode. But first, we must exercise self-control. That's what we must do. We must. All right. Shield intelligence report. All right, Stuart, hit me with your best shot. What do you got for me? News. <laughs> okay, so the first news segment is for you people who watch Game of Thrones, you're either very happy or very sad about this. It depends on if you like the guy. I personally do not like this character, and oh, but the actor's amazing. Um, this gentleman named... Iwan Rehan. What's that? I ooh, I ooh. Let me let me try. Iwan Rian. Iwan Rian. That's how I'm going to say it. Iwan Rian. Iwan Rian. We okay. are wrong. We are oh so wrong. This is the Michael Giancano all over again. Oh, no, this is worse because neither <laughs> of us knows the real thing. Uh, but he's playing okay. Maximus, right? Yes, Maximus the Mad, uh, and and he plays on Game of Thrones. He plays uh, Ramsay Bolton or Ramsay Snow, and so if you really don't like him, um, he's an amazing actor. Uh, he must be because no one can be that evil. So you um, you don't like him because he's good at what he does. Yes, the acting part absolutely. of what he does. Yeah. Um, hopefully, with a character like Maximus the Mad. He will be just as evil and and villainous. I don't know anything about the royal family of Inhumans. Is this character an 
evil villainous type of character. Yeah. Yeah. But he is the kind of guy who believes he's, he knows what's right and and is going to do good. So, okay. He, he just really disagrees with black bolt and how to do things and wants control from black bolt. With a name like Maximus, the mad, I Mm -hmm. would expect something like that. (laughs) Just to be honest. Okay. So that's, that's that's one big all right item number one down down item number two if you don't know uh agents of shield is taking a hiatus until april Mm -hmm. six weeks um which means that there's a hiatus until april we might have something to talk about like that we don't know we're not we might need to talk about (laughs) what we're going to be doing during the hiatus and we will do so (laughs) In the context of post-credit content. It's a little teaser. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm doing what I hate. I am teasing a tease because we aren't going to be doing any <laughs> real content at, after the post-credit. <laughs> but oh, oh, I am teasing excited. the tease. Yeah, but, but people who follow the show can probably figure out what we're going to be doing during the hiatus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also during the hiatus, We'll get Iron Fist. It's going to drop on March 17th. Just to remind everybody, there is a featurette in the show notes. Um, it's pretty interesting. You might recognize a face. I only recognized one face, Madam Gao, but she's in there. So that's interesting. Um, and we'll see what that show is. We won't, we won't get to that anytime soon. I'm fairly certain on that. That's but, going to be a summer thing. Part of yes. a, a summer project. Yeah. And... Yeah, it, yeah, we <laughs> we will get to it. We will be watching it, mm-hmm. but and as speaking of videos in the comments or not the comments in the show notes, there is one you might seek it out if you are so inclined. Otherwise, I'm <clears throat> not going to talk about it anymore. I will talk about it a little bit, though. I'm going to say this. Okay. Go to welcomeloyal7.com slash self-control because that's the title of the episode. And there is a promo, a brief, brief promo about something you can expect from the tail end of season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, that said, I think this is something that will get spoiled for you if it hasn't already been. I would say watch it. It's it's. I mean, we'll get to it in the episode. Honestly, when we, we do the episode discussion here about what happens at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say go ahead and watch it. Don't worry about the spoiler because it's just it's just telling you something that's going to be happening. We don't talk about previews <laughs> of upcoming episodes. We we don't really bring that up because yeah. some people don't like to, to see those things. So that's why we're being very vague about it right now. But yeah. There's an element of some things that will be on the tail end of season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's out there and it's in the show notes for this episode. So we've been vague about it. We can't we won't be able to be vague about it in the actual episode discussion about today's episode. Right. And like all the things we're talking about the entire episode and our thoughts and feelings about it. So if you have not watched this episode. Pause. Watch. Come back. Yeah. Easy. Well, when we get into the discussion, we'll be spoiling everything, which mm-hmm. is what we do about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. We've done it for 183 episodes. So. 
183 episodes. <laughs> yeah, can you believe it? I can, but I don't know if I should. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's continue on the 183rd. Yeah. Yeah. So by doing so, we will now press the button and move on into the, the meat of this episode, um, which will be Stuart and I discussing self-control. Here we go. Mission report. All right. So Stuart, here is my suggestion on how we discuss this episode. A lot of times we go act by act, but I think that today it might be better to go character clump by character clump. Now that's my, uh, my own <laughs> official terminology. Character, character clump, clump by character clump. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. sounds, I mean, that sounds good to me. Let's, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds good, but does it mean anything is the question. <laughs> Well, you know, there's a lot of words that sound great these days that yeah. don't mean anything. So let's just. <laughs> so let's start with Ada and yes. we'll just start with the pre-title mm-hmm. sequence, the cold open. And, and then we'll, we'll move on into these kind of character groupings and take on Fitzsimmons, take on uh, LMD Colson and LMD May, uh, take on um, Daisy and, and Mac and, and, and yeah, we'll just we'll just go by groupings though. But first the opening. <laughs> the opening is in Ada's lab and I'm calling it Ada's lab because you know Radcliffe's not doing too much in it anymore. No, he's yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. And she's dealing with the Russian with the superior. And <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen to him. We find out at the end and it's really interesting what happens to him, but She's going to help him. He's hurt. He's hurt mm-hmm. bad. And he thinks she's going to turn him into a robot. And he doesn't want any of that. He doesn't want any of what she's offering. <laughs> and then she takes out a sawzall and starts cutting him. Into bits. And she she says her prime directive is to protect the framework. And he's going to help her with that. And then he says, no, I don't want, you know. And, and she says, well, you're going to do it in pieces. <laughs> what does this mean? I I have no idea what this means at this point. And I have to say of all the stupid possibilities for this, they didn't go to any of them. I was wondering if she was going to like clone him or you know, take just the pieces of meat to create some sort of meat puppet or something. No. <laughs> no. What ends up happening with him is there is indeed an LMD body that is created and but he's not in it. It's not, and it's not programmed to act like him. He's actually controlling the body from a remote head. His brain, his head is in a glass bowl. He is a fish in a bowl. <laughs> and, or an episode of Futurama. Either yeah, one. totally. Totally. <laughs> he's, he's Richard Nixon. He's, right. uh, <laughs> He is right there and he is controlling his robot body. So is it possible that Ada only made one really good cut now that I'm just thinking about this for a second? I I don't, I don't know. And I don't think we need to know. No, but I do think it's important to note that, um, Samantha brought up a good point. Ada's dry cleaning bill must have been outrageous. I hope she has a good one. I hope they know how to get blood out. 
Well, it's possible she just had a matching outfit. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's possible, too. Fine. Or the other thing, <laughs> she could just be that good. The Darkhold does have superior powers. Yeah. She's Maybe. just that good, able to angle the saw, the saw at the perfect angle so that the blood spatter does not come back at her. It's possible. You might say she's practically perfect in every way. You've been watching Mary Poppins. I love Mary Poppins. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so so does this complete Ada? I mean, do we want to talk about the end? Well, we're going to be talking about Ada more. But yeah, let's not get into that yet. Because okay. the end, the end end. I mean, we just talked about the the open and the tag scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some implications with that tag scene that things are going to be happening in our world mm-hmm. uh, that needs protecting, you know, but yeah, we will, we will come back to Ada and what she's actually doing in her lab momentarily. Uh, but let's start with Fitzsimmons because that's kind of where we first go when we come back from commercial break after that, that teaser. And we'll take it up to the point where they become not Fitzsimmons anymore, but just Simmons. Uh, yeah. Because there's some interesting stuff going on here. There was some really interesting stuff going on here. And we are going to be talking about Star Trek because <laughs> there is Star Trek stuff happening here all over the place. We're going to be talking about the Matrix. We're going to be talking about Inception. We're, but the the Star Trek that I'm specifically talking about is just robots that don't know they're robots. Like, um, boy, I wish I could remember the, the episode name, but um, the one with the guy who's lived forever, Methuselah, I think oh, is what yeah. the, you know, and he has these robots that don't know they're robots. And, you know, and that's what you have here. You have some LMDs who don't know they're LMDs or do they? And things move so quickly here. And it's really nice for us because we're not going to just hang on to, the is it or isn't it we get answers we get answers so we start with fitzsimmons they're in full-on body snatchers mode where they know or they think that four of their fellow agents are lmds Mm -hmm. and they have one advantage they don't think that the lmds know they're on to them but then they find out that there's a plan to bring all the inhumans to the headquarters (laughs) and (laughs) And that's clearly not a good thing. And so Fitzsimmons, you know, put their heads together. We can't let this happen. And so there's trickery and lies and Mace tries to separate Fitz and Simmons. But uh, Fitz says, no, no, we shouldn't because we can possibly track the submarine. And then we cut away from them. But when we come back to them just before commercial break, we see there's an LMD alert as they enter another part of the lab. And there's one LMD detected. And there's only two of them in the lab. So which of them is the LMD? Well, Gemma has the gun. and So we get a good conversation. We'll talk about the conversation. But she tells Fitz to slit his wrist to prove that he's not the LMD. Well, that does not work because LMDs are meant to. We've already seen uh, when Ada gets shot, she bleeds. But uh, he cuts his wrist. He yells and screams and whines and cries. And then he attacks Simmons and puts her down pretty quickly because he's an LMD. Okay. So right up until that point, did you think he was the LMD? I didn't know. I mean, they did a great job here of not mm-hmm. letting us know. I personally thought it was Gemma. 
I thought he was I thought he was on the up and up and telling the truth and breaking down as a human a human being seeing the woman he loves point a gun at him and going I I I don't know what to do I don't want you to shoot me I'll fine I'll slip my wrists I totally that's where I was coming from well but both of them were doing a great job of looking like they didn't know right and absolutely with with Fitz. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know when he cut his wrist and he's whining, whining and crying and like, ow, I shouldn't. I hope I missed the, you know, first of all, I mean, let's talk about the plan. That's a terrible plan. <laughs> it's a horrible plan. Okay. If fits is honestly, as soon as Simmons told him to slit his wrists, I just went back to like all that history stuff about the, the witch trials where you throw a witch in the in the water, and if they sink, they're not a witch. But if they float, right. then they are, so they have to kill them. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's totally what... Slit your wrist? Come on! I mean, there's <laughs> other places to cut that are not nearly as, I don't know, deadly. Uh, but since he wasn't real, he was the LMD, it didn't, it didn't kill him. But then the, yeah. the second thing is, terrible idea, because... They're meant to be an actual decoy. They're meant to look real. Even when they get shot, you know, they're meant to bleed. And so that part felt like it just wasn't really good planning for Simmons. Uh, but she's in a high emotional uh, situation. Yeah. You know, I mean, she doesn't know what to do. And, and she and who would? You know, and so they right. played the paranoia well. What I really appreciate about this episode, they play the paranoia well, but don't overplay it. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole episode could have just been who is it, which one. I, honestly, I mean, a whole season could be built around who is it. But we find out. I mean, we're in Act Two. This is before the this the I guess the third uh, commercial break that she he's going to download her <laughs> and get her consciousness. Uh, but then she drops an engine block on him and, and stabs him over and over and over again and, and wins, you know, she, she defeats him. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not even halfway through the episode when that's happening. Right. I mean, that's, that's right. fast moving, but the, the conversation, the paranoia, the, the fear it's, it's good, but it's in and out. That's what makes it great. That whole, conversation with Gemma and Fitz, you know, pointing the gun, cutting the wrists, figuring it out. That is, that is amazing. That is very well written, very well directed. Um, props to Jed Whedon. This is his first, uh, television directorial. Um, it's fantastic. Very well done, sir. Yeah. Well, and, and Simmons, like I said, they, I mean, they're both playing it very well. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Simmons is questioning if she is even real. Right. Like when you're looking at it now with hindsight, mm-hmm. Fitz is playing, he's play acting that he doesn't know. He does know. He's been programmed to know. He's been programmed to trick her. She doesn't know. And so she is freaking out because it could be him. That'd be horrible. It could be her. That'd be horrible. And she's second guessing everything and that's where it makes me think of that that um that episode of star trek and maybe i'm misremembering which one it is where the the girl doesn't know that she's actually a robot but i think it's that one um 
I was going to say, there's also the episode where Beverly is trapped inside the, the pocket universe and it keeps shrinking. And at one point she says, I'm fine. So the w- universe must be mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so this is, yeah, th- this just kind of gets into that, that paranoia, that mm-hmm. the body snatchers kind of thing, which uh, they do it really, really well. I've seen it they done do. really, really poorly. And yeah, <laughs> and and this is not one of those times at all. But again, because they're in and out, we're going to jump into the question. We're going to let them explore it. We're going to let them emotionally feel it. But then we're going to keep moving with things and move on to other uh, ideas and issues that, that come out of this this kind of a situation. So, well, yeah, so LMD fits is he's basically out of the episode, except I mean, there, there's some stuff later on, but she does a good job. So we're done with the with that character clump. Mm-hmm. So let's move to. Oh, I don't know. Do we want to move into Daisy or do we want to move into um, LMD Colson? Let's do Daisy. Let's do Daisy. Yeah. So we think Daisy's an LMD. <laughs> and- <laughs> Yeah, we do. We think because in the last episode they said, "Oh, everybody in this in that little screen's an LMD." That's what they said. So that's what we believed. Yeah. Well, it says it says there's four people on the screen and it says four LMDs detected. Now, there's there's two ways this could have gone down. One is that that four count includes Fitz because mm-hmm. my, maybe he was nearby when they were coming in, but the other is that he actually made it you know he actually made it safe for right to to trick Cylon yeah 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 oh man I had I had flashbacks of that too man right not not the good like yay happy memory flashbacks like the no just tell me who it is by now (laughs) I, I will say that they've done a very good job of like introducing that uh the possibility of everybody being a, uh, I almost said Cylon, everybody <laughs> being an LMD and trying to figure out who that is and then has resolved it. So it's not like this, you know, several seasons, several episodes, even several minute thing where they're trying to figure out who it is and there's clues and the fans are going crazy. No, it's Ren. We're going to tell you who it is and we're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Battlestar Galactica. I will not ever. <laughs> As great as it was, and it was great. I really, yes. really enjoyed watching it while it was happening. But I am never making that time commitment again to no. watch to watch that again. Especially after that episode, the 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 movie came out after the they were done, <laughs> called the plan. And yeah. spoiler, when it says that the Cylons have a plan back in season one, the, the Cylons had a plan to des- destroy humanity, and their plan was destroy humanity. humanity. That was their plan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. As wonderful as it was, what a frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, go. let's move on. We got to get away from Battlestar Galactica. We're coming back to Star Trek again, by the way. And it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with robots. That's good. Yeah. So with, with Daisy, we think she's an LMD and the episode lets us think she's an LMD. Until we find out that Fitz is. And, and drop that one line that says uh, something like, 
Gemma and Daisy are fine, or or we need to get Gemma and Daisy or something like that. And I went, what? Huh? Okay, wait a second. I didn't catch that. There, that's that's to me that was the first time they they let us know that Daisy wasn't uh, an LMD. I didn't catch that. I mean, all through that first commercial break where she's, uh, or right after that first commercial break in Act One, when they're talking about their plan, and they're talking about we're going to bring the humans here for protection. And Daisy is in there for that part of that that thing. And then I think it was Mac and Colson talk about executing on site. I I didn't realize Daisy wasn't there. Now she mm-hmm. wasn't there. And so then later on when we realize oh Fitz is actually the the LMD and obviously Mac is and Colson is and Mace is. Mm-hmm. Daisy's the only one left. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, well played. Mm-hmm. Well played to uh, Jed Whedon. Well played episode. Uh, Daisy was not a part of things there. And so then she goes downstairs because they're going to bring the, the inhumans here. So she's going to go and check on the accommodations and make sure the pillows are fluffed. The beds are made. There's a mint there. Uh, make sure that there's a little um, nice little note that says your room lovingly prepared by me, Daisy, <laughs> that can go on the nightstand next to the Gideon Bible. And she goes down to do all that. But when she gets down there, she sees a couple dozen her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was not Which, expecting that, and I love that moment. That was mm-hmm. a great, great moment in this episode. Yes, and and very. I'm glad that she was wearing um, the same undergarments because <laughs> yeah, well, that was just a stroke of luck. Okay, really. now that the moment where she discovers that they're there is a great moment. Mm-hmm. The moment afterward where she pretends to be one of them as Mace is walking by, that did not feel like as great of a moment to me. Mac was walking by, not Mace. Oh, yeah, Mac. Um, That was not as great of a moment for me. I that was just kind of cheesy. It was filmed well. Yeah. You know, and I just eh. That was that was a misstep for the episode, I think, because it was kind of a cliche, cheesy kind of thing. Well, but like mm, it may be cheesy, it may be cliche, but I kind of feel like it was necessary. If you're going to have a room full of daisies, the next the next thing is to have her hide with them. No, no. If you have a room full of daisies, the next thing is to bring them to life and let them fight. I was expecting that. No. Oh, yeah. I yeah. They talked about it though at the they end. They did. were like, get them ready to go. And then they never did it. No. Uh, no. Hey, who knows? Maybe there's, you know, maybe they maybe all the daisies are gonna be Hydra. <laughs> well, they're not. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, there's <laughs> we'll get to it. There's stuff to discuss there, but um yeah. I, this is this is Chekhov's Daisy LMDs because <laughs> <laughs> they talk about, you know, just putting them in seek and destroy mode. Right. And uh, that's when Fitz is back around. Um, but 
yeah, just it, no, it doesn't happen. Uh, so Daisy's able to get the the jump on Mac, and she's able to use her powers on him, and she gets out of there, and then she uh, starts you know tapping into the system, and she sees. Uh, the bad guys and she finds out and realizes that Mace and Coulson are LMDs because she sees them kill witnesses when Coulson and Mace try to trick other agents that Fitz is an LM is not an LMD, but that right. Simmons is an LMD. And so she sees, she sees she that sees, and realizes, Oh, I'm in trouble. She sees dad do some very naughty things is what she sees. It's disturbing. I mean, it it's disturbing to watch, even as a viewer, knowing he's not really him. Right. Uh, and, and so there's the distance that we know he's not really him. There's also the distance that he's not a real person anyway. We're watching TV. But it was, right. it, it was still disturbing to see. And but it's, well, OK, so what it's disturbing is, is Colson, you know, shoots somebody and like Colson doesn't shoot people in cold blood like that. No, not like he that. Might, not like that. And that's what's disturbing about it. And that's honestly, that's the great thing about these, you know, uh, mirror universe episodes. Yes. Okay. That's the great <laughs> thing about these mirror universe episodes that you can just, you know, the people can act differently and be different. Um, oh, and, and Daniel is rolling in his virtual, uh, matrix grave right now. <laughs> Yes, Daniel, you know, it's fine. It's okay. Just let it happen. Um, but yeah, so you could have fun with that and you can do you can do fun things with that. And one of them that they could do with this Colson is have him be a little bit harder, have him be a little bit more rough-edged. And it gives a uh, more effect to the the moment. Mm -hmm. Than than it would be if it was just a random bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um so then Quake ends up with Simmons and we get another uh, moment of, of just pure paranoia and it's really a touching scene. Well, it's literally a touching screen scene because that's how they're <laughs> going to figure out uh, if they are LMDs. They neither one of them knows if the other one is LMD or not. They are also second guessing themselves. And so Daisy has power. So she knows she's not an LMD. And if she uses her power on Simmons, she can find out by just seeing, is it bone or is it metal in there? And, and they hug and it's, it's a physical thing where it's not just a, I'm going to touch you and feel this, or I'm going to, you know, zap you and feel this, mm -hmm. but it's, it's a hug. It's, it's a moment of just pure, Per, uh, friendship where they are able to once they realize it's okay they just hold on to each other in, in relief and again quite a moment this this is an episode that has a ton of great moments in it and that and that's one of them and and that is definitely one of them and talk about um in a time where we're looking for female um, stars, female action heroes, female leads for shows. And we've, we're getting them Jessica Jones um, there, you know, there's that rumored uh, Natasha Romanoff movie, uh, black widow, you know, Captain Marvel's coming here. It is on TV, you know, and we've, we've had a couple of TV shows like that, but these two ladies take on all of the bad guys, literally the bad guys. 
you know, there's not Ada excluded. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's not really they're not fighting her at this moment. I mean, it, so that's a that's a very strong message, you know, and, and that is, again, Joss. He's, you know, Buffy guy. So there's that. But it, that's that's pretty awe inspiring. It, when it was when it was Gemma and Fitz against the world, that was one thing. And, OK, they're going to be against the world. But now it's these two female leads of this show um, essentially taking on the entire rest of the cast. It's it's very interesting. Well, and it eventually we're going to get to it, but it really does become the female cast members versus the male cast members because yes. Bay, even though she's an LMD, technically speaking on Colson's side or LMD Colson's side anyway, uh, she ends up on the side of, of uh, Daisy and, and, and Simmons. And yeah, so they, they go up against the copies of all the men. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a good point to point out, but, Yes, still. So Quake has a plan, and Quake's plan is to go into the framework. And if they can go into the framework, they can get their team members and wake them up wherever they might be. And that's better than what's happening right now, which is they have no idea where anyone is, and their teammates are in in the framework. Simmons is panicking, though. She can't do this. We can't do this. It's too much. Uh, and then Daisy says, well, I'm going to fight them. You're going to go do this. And, and Simmons is saying, I, I can't lose you too. Don't let, I can't let you sacrifice yourself. We get a speech from Daisy about how it's not a sacrifice play because I'm going to beat them. And also I know we're going to win because through all the insane crap we've been through together, you and Fitz belong together. This isn't how your story ends. And Simmons agrees. And so gets into it. So this is where we get a, great big giant fight and Mm -hmm. i i don't know if we should come back to this no i think we should continue on with with uh, daisy and simmons but basically they they send a four-wheeler with sleeping gas out into the the hallway and sleeping gas puts down all the shield agents because mace has told everyone that daisy and simmons are lmds Mm -hmm. go after them don't shoot to kill shoot to maim, keep their brains intact, not because what he's saying, if they're LMDs, we want their brains, but we want to be able to, you know, download their brains. But <laughs> yeah, and and so this is bad because they're not just going up against the male members of the cast, they're going up against every single S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Mm-hmm. Put it, but they put them to sleep. And they then find a group of shield agents that they wake up and Simmons has a gun on them and says, you're going to help me. You know, I don't care that you think I'm an LMD. I'm going to help you. All right. You're going to help me. And then when those uh, guys were in red on their shirts, cause they sure they survived. (laughs) They made it. They made it. They are not red shirts. Um, they should have been, <laughs> they, they could yeah. have been, but they, they weren't. Uh, so Daisy's fighting every, you know, all the, the LMDs and she does some cool power stuff and a big old power boost and, um, completely shatters Mac, uh, seemingly, uh, puts Colson out of commission as well. But, um, Mac, Mac's, uh, shattered remains fall in front of the shield agents that are with Simmons just as they're about to attack her. And, they realize, oh, she's telling the truth. So that's I, great. 
I, I wish I could have used an I told you so now, but I, I guess I don't have to. Right, exactly. <laughs> so their escape plan ends or gets put on a, a short hiatus when they come across May with a whole lot of explosives. Yeah. And this conversation between May and the, the three of them conversing, this is again, powerful, you know, and female centric, I, again, male talking about female centric, but empathetic, if nothing else. Um, and it's, it's huge. It's a huge thing yeah. because May has been, on this Maybot, not May, because May's sleeping. Maybot has been on this journey of self-discovery this entire pod or season or whatever it is. And this is the culmination of that. This is the time when she takes agency and says, I am in control of this entire situation and entire cause. And I get to choose what happens next. Yeah. And I would say that it's more generalized than just being a a female centric kind of thing. I think there's a, a general humanity to it mm -hmm. as well. Um, but a big part of it is just the relational aspects between her and Coulson. And we'll talk about Coulson and, and May in a, in a moment here. But yeah, it's it's a great moment of, of sci-fi conversation where mm -hmm. they're exploring free will. Honestly, mm -hmm. they're exploring the ability to make choices and the ability to go beyond programming, which the LMDs don't really have, but may while may doesn't go against her programming, she's able to choose what she does in this situation. And she chooses to let them go. And so they escape and then they're going to go into the matrix and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's talk about Coulson and Phil LMD versions. They start out with a conversation. Now may has been brought to life and she's their contingency plan. Um, she's being held in a room alone because she's a secret. They don't want people to know that she's awake right now. Coulson has woken her up because I think because of his LMD feelings for her. And you know, when you're an LMD and the woman you love has also an LMD. So you're both copies of each other's, you know, whoever it is. Um, he thinks that he's got a chance with her, you know, and this is where we get some really interesting conversation about, you know, um, I think it's her. She says, I remember snow, but this is the first time I've seen it. You mm -hmm. know, and, and what do I do with that? And Colson's talking about our bodies don't matter. And I used, I used to be able to feel, you know, my hand, you know, but now it's seamless and, and I'm better than I was before. And we see him actually talking about, you know, his regrets and wondering what would have happened to him if he had never signed up for shield. And, and then, uh, she, the conversation goes to the, the shipping part of things. Are you saying we could eventually be together? She says, and he says, I'm saying that in the framework, we already are, which I don't know what that means. I was going to ask, is this a conversation between Phil and may 
in the framework, or is this a conversation between Philbot and Maybot outside of the framework, or some combination thereof? They are outside the framework. This is okay. Philbot and Maybot. Yeah, I, I, okay. I, I will state that with 100% certainty okay. until I'm proven wrong. <laughs> but um. it, Well, the, the line that... I'm not sure where I got tripped up on, on whether or not that is, or, you know, where all that was happening, but I did. And so I, you know, just some clarification. Well, but I appreciate I, it. I'd say if it's not Philbot and Maybot, then some of the later things that happen lose meaning mm. because of this conversation. And because, I mean, you know, that was our tag scene, wasn't it? From last episode was, or if not the tag scene, it was close to the end, uh, was Coulson waking up May and or Coulson bot waking up May bot because, mm-hmm. you know, he as a digital copy, I guess, of Coulson <laughs> has feelings for May, apparently. And he I mean, he would have gone through all of that stuff, all the stuff that Coulson went through with that battle in the library. Mm hmm. Colson bot would remember. Mm, yeah. And so this kind of moment where Colson is almost letting down his emotional guard with may to go ahead and, you know, take some steps toward new relationships. Colson bot has experienced that he experienced it. And then along with Colson experienced, he has the memory of finding out that she was an LMD, but that doesn't matter to Colson bot because Colson bot knows that he is an LMD as well. And so I think he thinks there's a chance, you know, I'm an LMD. You're an LMD. It's Let's fate. LMD together. Yeah. Yeah. It's fate. <laughs> Well, you know, it's kind of like when you're in the same class, you know, sitting right behind her. He obviously, yeah. obviously fate has driven us together. He's her density. Yeah. yeah. Um, so from there, we go to act five. The uh, Daisy and Simmons have just gone through and May has let them go through. And then we find out that we find out that May chose to let them go. She's still sitting there with all the bombs. Mm-hmm. And she's still holding the switch. Right. And, um, she has some great lines. She, one line is I'm all phantom limbs. Yes. Um, which that's an, it's not completely original sentiment. I've, I've seen that before in transferred consciousness, uh, stories, uh, where they're, they're talking about, you know, I feel things that I shouldn't be able to feel because I'm in this robotic body and it's, it, it's, been done before but it's it's a great sentiment especially considering colson's lines earlier and then um there she starts talking about the pain and regret and she says that's what made you a person a person i loved which this is the star trek reference star trek 5 captain kirk i need my pain oh yeah yeah i went there yeah i just referenced you, star you, trek 5 5 yeah you did that you did that. Yeah. And then she says, my programming came from Radcliffe, the programming that made me do what I did, but my impulse that makes me do what I'm doing right now comes from me. Mm-hmm. And, and so she then blows up 
everybody. <laughs> now, yeah. So here's my question. My question is this explosion. It's a pretty powerful explosion. One that doesn't quite take down the Zephyr as it's mm-hmm. flying away. Coulson's obviously caught in it. Coulson LMD. He's caught in it. Right. I think he's gone. Yeah. Um, uh, it seems like I, I honestly don't remember who was there, but did this explosion take out all the daisies? Did this explosion take out fits? Did this explosion, well, you know, just solidify the fact that Mac bot ain't coming back? Yeah. Aren't all the daisies on the Zephyr? No, no, they're in the, they're in the, um, shield headquarters cell oh okay i thought they were oh when they said let's go down she went downstairs to and mac was like no she shouldn't do that right um okay then uh, yeah i thought they were on the zephyr doing that but i guess not no that was in that Uh, room where they used to let people go and stay and it's very comfortable nice little uh 2001 esque hotel Mm -hmm. room i definitely think uh they're gone (laughs) because if nothing else that's a very expensive thing to do (laughs) <laughs> to yeah, copy them I, over and over and over and over. I was expecting it though. I was looking forward to the idea of Daisy with her powers taking on all those other Daisies with her abilities. You know, her her physical abilities. Yeah, that could have been a really cool yeah. thing. Uh, what we did get with Daisy. Don't get me wrong. Daisy fighting Mace, oh. which we didn't talk about. We should have. That was incredible. What a great fight sequence. Um. And then Daisy and, taking out and Mac Mace, and Coulson. You know, yes, he's in the bot form, but he's actually able to be like kind of a, you know, oh, he's t- totally, kind totally. Of character. He's kind of, yeah, it's nice to see. Him I mean, like he's, that. he's fighting well, she's fighting well, mm-hmm. but he clearly outmatches her just from physical strength because he's an LMD and she's a human, right? but she has powers. And she uses them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the big question is, are all the LMDs gone? I think that they are just because it's cleaner that way to move on from the LMD arc. Now, obviously, Ada is still around. And now we have the Superior who's still around. So, you know, we don't have complete loss of them. Um, well, and, you know, we didn't actually see all of them die. So there's a possibility. Oh, yeah, no. No, there is. <laughs> Somebody's there is. coming back. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just, up until this point, this was a, just a great, great, great episode. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> And then in my notes, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Uh, I have the word no with 15 O's. Now, I thought my computer would just let me hold the O button down and it didn't. So I actually had to tap it 15 times to make all those O's. I wasn't counting. I was just tapping when I realized what we were heading into. All the LMD stuff is cleaned up. The Zephyr is flying away and they're going to go into the matrix or the framework. Mm-hmm. And I realize we are heading into a story arc in the matrix. I don't want mm-hmm. to end up in the matrix and I have a couple reasons why. And we'll talk about it. 
it can work. My problems that I have don't have to happen, but boy, do I hope they don't happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So we find out dying in there will kill you out here. We're going to go in. We're going to find our mm-hmm. friends and it's because of the dark hold. And that's, Oh, so good that they had the dark hold because a scientifically mm-hmm. plausible, complete world program that doesn't just simulate the world, but actually clones the world. I mean, this is everything and everybody pretty much uh, without magic. <laughs> it's, it's not going to work for me, man. It's not, Mm-mm. but yeah, they're going to go in, they're going to wake up, they're going to find each other and they're, they'll get out if they need to, but they're going to find their friends and get their friends out. So are, are we, are we there yet? You want to be there? We can be there. I, well, I can't think of anything else. So let's be there. Okay. So, uh, Daisy wakes up in the bath. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she gets a text that says, go find your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Wake up your boyfriend. We're being called in. What? Whose picture was on the on the frame in the frame that they pushed in on? Well, when she gets that message, she thinks uh-huh. the message is referring to Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln. But that's not who's in the picture. Who's in the picture? Ward. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So now here's here's what's keeping these people in there. What's keeping these people in there and not rebelling against it. This is okay. I don't like that. We're going to be spending time in the matrix, but maybe we won't be spending a lot of time in the matrix and we'll talk more about my reasons why I don't like it, but I will give them this. They have been building this up. They've been building this up for episode after episode explaining what this thing is explaining how it works and explaining why they are in there. May was put in there and put into a situation where her one regret didn't happen. And mm, so the Bahrain thing, right? The, the, the child survived. Mm-hmm. And so she's still in there with that. And then we find out earlier in this episode, Ada brings Radcliffe out. And they have their conversation about um, how wonderful the LMD thing bodies are and they're great. Um, But she has a paradox in her programming. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about this where she's been observing human behavior. And so she references that. And then she says, the more I see of it, the more I don't understand of it. And it's created a paradox in my programming. The paradox is this. She is when she puts people in there, she's supposed to fix their regrets. And then protect the framework. Those are her two uh, prime directives. But then she realizes that knowing Radcliffe, he might regret making the framework. So how can she fix his regrets and still protect the framework? So she slits his wrists and puts him in the framework. Where he dies. Yeah. Well... I think he got downloaded first. I, th- I think he's in there, but I don't think he has any place to return well, to. Yeah, he's I mean, he's in there because they're going to have him be in the last, you know, half yeah. of the, or third of the season. So all of these 
she mentions to him that while he was in there, she reprogrammed it, which was very dangerous, very bad. But she reprogrammed it for these other people to fix their regrets. And so now we get Mm -hmm. this. As much as I hate the idea of where we're going, they won me over a little bit with the the montage at the end with the Moody Blues Mm -hmm. playing. (laughs) And oh, that song, great song. Um, (laughs) Colson, who talked about his regret, what would have happened if I didn't join? He's teaching. Writing on a blackboard or a green board or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mac is smiling and picking up a bicycle from his lawn. The suggestion being he has oh. his daughter. Yeah. Fitz is glamorous guy stepping out of a limo with a woman's hand. Not Simmons, though, because then we go to the gravestone. Simmons died. <laughs> She is yeah, dead. I, that's that's weird because it's how is it supposed to fix her regret if she's dead? It doesn't fix her regret. That's the one thing that we'll, we, we need to talk about maybe a little bit, but it doesn't fix her regret because, you know, Ada didn't have Daisy or Simmons as one of the people that she needed to fix the regrets for. Hmm. when she rebooted things. And so Simmons is dead. Why is Simmons dead? We'll find out. I'm sure. Uh, The question is, if you die on the inside, you die on the outside. What does it mean for her to be dead already? You know, is she just going to, before she gets in. So I'm expecting one of two things to come out of this, but uh, one of them being Daisy's going to find out she's dead run to the, the grave site and dig her up, you know, before she goes crazy or dies. Oh, I never even thought of that. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. That, I think that'd be Maybe she'll... some cool, a cool scene. Do you think Daisy has her quake powers in the matrix? Yeah. Yeah. Because so she's going to quake. She's going to quake the earthquake. Well, and... she's yeah. She's in the avatar for herself. So like mm-hmm. if anyone in you know on the team had any contact with Daisy in that world before it was a programmed avatar and now it's her again. Mm-hmm. And, and you know the same with Simmons. Um I, and so I that's why I say Ward her being with Ward is not a result of fixing of her regret. I think her being with Ward is coming out of what's happened with Shield did not kill Ward. Right. And that leads us into where May is. Right. She is. I, I Okay. She's at the Triskillian. Yes. Which was cool. Yes. It's cool to see it. You know, she's on an elevator. Uh, the way she's standing, she's got some sort of authority. I don't know mm-hmm. if she has ultimate authority, uh, but she has some authority. And then they pull back and reveal that the Triskelion does not have a shield symbol, but has a Hydra symbol. <gasps> oh no! So this is so this is obviously um, pre so, pre Winter Soldier because this Triskelion is not you know demolished. No, no, and- it's not because we're in an okay. We're in the Matrix. 
but we're mm-hmm. in an alternate timeline. Right. Ada created an alternate timeline by fixing people's regrets. And so we are in a world that has been changed because of, I think, honestly, I think we're in a world that has been changed because Coulson was never in shield. If Coulson had been in shield, things would have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is where I'm like, oh man, I do not want a matrix episode or matrix Mm -hmm. story arc again. Well, I'll just say it right now. Here's, here's why, because the stakes can't be high unless they are strictly personal stakes for the characters. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anything, I mean, if they try and take down Hydra in this world, it's, it's goofy because it doesn't mean anything. It it doesn't, they didn't save anybody except they're saving each other. So maybe, okay, if we're going to rescue may from the Triskelion, and from her position and, and her place in, in life here, we have to take down Hydra. But they're doing it not because we got to save the world from this you know alternate timeline Hydra uh, in this Matrix world, but they're doing it to save me. And so that's where the stakes become less when it comes down to any motivation other than we're rescuing each other. We're helping each other. So we could be looking at an entire arc of them of it just really just being about the relationships that our original team had, you know, Daisy mm-hmm. Colson, may Fitz Simmons. And then you throw ward in there. I mean, I think that ward is the boyfriend who is in with Daisy. And right. And then Daisy would be, you know, part of probably part of a Hydra team because ward's going to be part of a Hydra team. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think so too. And so I think that we are in a world that because Coulson was never a part of Shield, Hydra came out of hiding and came out of the shadows, mm-hmm. and and they put all of their all of their logo on all on everything. Hey, if you're evil and you're in charge, do it. You That's know what? Right. Just do it. If you're a shadow organization trying to go, do good in the world, maybe you shouldn't put your logo on you know your vehicles and your coffee makers. But if you're an evil organization determined to rule the world, go ahead, put Hydra things on everything. We complained about it before when Hydra was putting octopuses all over the place, but that was when they were trying to be secretive about things. It's nothing is secret. They, this is a world that has uh, a Hydra that is large and in charge. Well, okay. So the other, the other thing, and this is going to get a little meta, I think, um, our show, our, our Tuesday night show, technically, by all accounts, is part of a larger universe, right? And so if they go off and battle Hydra again in part of this larger universe and then don't quit the Matrix with enough time to you know, resolve and come to a new normal and come to some sort of, for lack of a better term, ending – we're going to go into guardians of the galaxy, Spider-Man and Thor without having that resolution. And I don't know that that is a good idea. Well, without having (laughs) what resolution? Well, without, if there's okay. So if they're left in the matrix over summer hiatus, 
what does that mean for the movies that are coming out during summer hiatus? And really, you can you can throw Guardians of the Galaxy out because it's way out in space. Really, if they go into the Matrix, or if they're still in the Matrix over Spider-Man, and Spider-Man is probably going to be more, at least a little S.H.I.E.L.D.-centric, or at least maybe a little S.H.I.E.L.D.-centric. If any of them were, it would be Spider-Man. Um uh, maybe it's just the fanboy in me going, I really want that to be a thing. Maybe not. I don't know. You really want but what to be a thing? That there's a connection like we had with Winter Soldier and to some extent. Oh, with, oh, oh. Uh, so if, if they're still in the Matrix, they can't connect with what's going on. Right. Yeah. I see what right. you're saying now. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, you know, as long as it's good. And, and that's the thing. They can make it good. And things are obviously going to happen outside of the matrix because you've got the superior and you've got Ada and yeah. and they're still out there. And so um, what does that mean? I don't know, but they, I don't think they're going to be in the matrix for long, by the way, I think they're going to be in and out in like three episodes. I'm hoping for that. Yes. I'm hoping for that. <sighs> but what a great reveal. I mean, there was just, yes. As much as I am saying, I don't want them to be in the Matrix. I, did, I was not when when I realized where they were headed with this. I was just thinking, no, I don't want this. But then that montage, mm-hmm. that montage was a great, great montage. Well, it asked so many questions. It it just left so many things dangling that that now we have you know we have time to unpack and and deal with and you know think about, but. Like the Fitz thing. How was he famous? And who was the lady in the car? Because it's not Gemma. Yep. Nope. And I say, you know what? Right now, who cares? It's great moments. Right. right. And uh, we will find out these 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 answers, but we have to wait six weeks. Six. Now, what are we going to talk about for these six weeks? Oh, well, you'll find out. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in, in the tag. But <laughs> yeah, we'll be thinking about this stuff and. I, oh, do you want to talk about the tag for this episode real quick? You mean tease the teaser? No, I mean the for the for uh, self control the the bit. Oh, we did talk we did about talk that about, at the yeah, beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yes, we should go into feedback. We should, we should, and we have quite a bit. So let's do it. Shield intelligence report. All right, Stuart, we got two voicemails, two voicemails to play. And so I'm going to play one of them right now. Hello, agents. Agent John Wilkerson here. Just wondering, do you think the 084 that Coulson was after are actually his sunglasses? Just a thought. Just a thought. Well, Stuart, what do you think? Well, no, because he put them on. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Wilkerson. I don't think that's the case. Well, when did he put them on, though? She gave them to him. When? He's like, those some... After they found it. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. You still don't get a no prize, Mr. Wilkerson, <laughs> but... No, it's a funny joke. I laughed when I got the uh, yes. when I got the voicemail. I was listening to it and I laughed, and my family was saying, "Why are you laughing about?" And uh, you wouldn't understand. But, yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yes. Agent Wilkerson, I defended you. Don't forget that. Yes, right? Agent Wilkerson. Yeah. Remember that. Your friend. I stood up for you. All right. One more voicemail. This one from Agent Hank. Good morning, fellow agents. This is uh, Hank Harwell again. And what did I just eat last night? Oh, I have. First of all, my complete theory of uh, brains versus brawn. Uh, I thought they were going to take. Completely discredited. Just about Marvel, of course, for me. Uh, but I do like the, and I do appreciate the twist that uh, we saw, not the, we're not expecting, which was good. But I've got to say, I'm feeling a little bit disappointed. I was sort of expecting a complete uh, wrap up of the LMD uh, story arc, and I don't think we got it. We got a wrap up of a part of that story arc, but not, uh, not a complete one. And still, a little, uh, little disappointed with that. Uh, and uh, again, I, I still have not seen enough to convince me that we are not looking at another version of, of an Ultron storyline, uh, especially after what uh, Ada does to Radcliffe uh, and her scene at the end with, uh, with uh, 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 his so-called superior. Um, and now, uh, and the dark hole uh, on top of it. It just, uh, I'm just really concerned that uh, we've not seen enough to discredit that theory yet. Uh, as an aside, uh, it just occurred to me this morning also. Does anyone else noticing that it looks like the MCU did not like senators very much? I mean, first of all, we had Senator Stern, who turned out to be Tigra, and is now in prison. You've got Ford's brother who is a senator, and he's now dead. You've got Senator here, she's now dead. It's almost like uh, we would want that job after all this. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Uh, we will uh, speak again, possibly in April, if not before. Keep fighting the good fight. Thank you. So, yeah, the uh, Dirty Jobs TV show. In the MCU is Senator, American Senator will be one of them because <laughs> well, you might as well just be painting a big old target on your chest. Right. Or, you know, maybe you're an admiral from the Star Trek universe. No admiral was ever good. No, but they were just evil. Yeah. That's true. Not all nice senators people. were evil. Although a lot of these senators have not been good people. I've only met a few. and They've all been not nice. Yeah, I will say uh, the one senator I've met in real life was a very nice person. I I like our senators too. Just putting that out there. Uh, I will agree with Mister Hank about the uh, wrapping up of the LMD storyline. When they wrapped up Ghost Rider, I mean, he rode off into the sunset, and we'll probably <laughs> never see him again. Um, it would have been nice to have that nice little bow on the LMD storyline. You know who that else agrees said, with you? Samantha cool. also agrees with you. She didn't like the ending because she was expecting a conclusion to the LMD storyline. And instead it felt like part one of a two part storyline. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that being said, I like where we're going and I liked, you know, I'm interested to see this, you know, mirror universe 
Hydra universe and see where that see where that leads. I it is interesting that Ada made that part of the world, but you know whatever. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Thanks for the voicemail, Hank. All right, you ready to jump into the the mail mail? Yes. The uh, well, not mail mail. I mean, we. I guess they are mostly from males, but um, yeah, Uh, I'll read the first one. Okay. This is from Agent Dallas, and he says, it's been a while since I last wrote in, but I've been getting I've been busy getting everything ready for our baby girl in March. Congratulations. (laughs) To start off, I must say that this latter half of the season so far has been lackluster. Not sure if it's because we were spoiled with Ghost Rider or maybe with our core team, it doesn't feel like they are threatened. Even with five of our members of LMDs, I still feel like the real characters are okay and safe. So far, the show has only killed three of our main cast, Trip, Ward, Lincoln, of which two are actually flushed out as fleshed out, fleshed out as characters. Fleshed out, maybe I think that's yeah. what I meant to say. And of uh, that's Lincoln and Ward. And of those two, one seemed to actually grasp the audience. I, I guess you could say five if you count Bobby and Hunter, but they were sent off, not even killed. And I'm just going to take a moment of silence for Daniel. Hey, girl. Yeah. Unless they kill off one of the core members, I'm not sure I'll ever feel worried for our team. Second, isn't the superior basically a low rent Zemo from <laughs> Civil War? Zemo wanted revenge for the death of his family from the aftermath of Sokovia. Russian wants revenge for the death of his platoon. They are both nobodies in the MCU. I guess the biggest difference is that one was trying to tear apart the Avengers and the other just wants Coulson. But still, there are some parallels between the two. Also, I know Zemo is big in the comics. I am strictly sticking to the MCU. To finish off, I feel as if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. should have flopped the Ghost Rider arc with the LMD arc. I feel that with all the talk about whether or not LMDs have souls, to bring in Ghost Rider, which can see into people's souls, would have been great. Also, it's not like you can switch out the Ghost Rider with an android. There would need to be some small changes, but most of the story so far could have stayed the same. Plus, with well, how great uh, Ghost Rider looked, I think it would have helped to tease the Rider until mid-season and then shown him. Just a thought. Quickly on the whole Mac and Fitz science versus religion conversation. I thought it was a great back and forth, but would have to agree that, uh, that they had Henry play a hyper character characteristic version of Mac for that. It could be that Mac just feels that heavily on his beliefs. Even with the things said above, I highly enjoy the show and hope it continues. I just want to see them improve each season. And with the LMD arc, I feel that there has been much more fluff than past seasons. Keep up the great work. And yeah, <laughs> uh, is the superior just a low rent TV Zemo? Um, yeah, now that yeah. you mention it, it's a possibility <laughs> that uh, they are very similar. Um, but I, again, I'm seeing the superior now. We have some development with him uh, mm-hmm. becoming what he has become. But I really saw the superior as just one more piece of thread bringing us from point A to point B. Uh, the superior was used to bring Coulson and to get mm-hmm. Coulson and give Coulson to Radcliffe and, and Ada. He didn't think that's what he was doing. He thought he was getting revenge on Coulson, but they were using him and using his motivation for their own means. So it would have been interesting to see uh, the ghost Rider arc and the LMD arc switched. Um, 
Samantha's right about how this, uh, the LMD arc seems to directly influence the third pod. So it kind of feels like Ghost Rider's off on its own little place over there. And then we have these last two to deal with. Um, it might have been interesting to, as, as uh, Dallas suggests, flop them, uh, flop one and two to sort of see, get it more interconnected. I, I think the one thing they could get around it, what I'm about to say, but the one thing would be the dark hold. Um, right. You know, that, that first arc was all about the dark hold and mm-hmm. getting the dark hold and using the dark hold. And the dark hold is what pushed us into this LMD arc where you've got all of these things that are potentially corrupted by or enhanced by the dark hold. So that'd be the one thing that I don't think would allow them to there. There'd have to be some touching <laughs> that would happen and, and they would have to make some changes, touch it up. And well, yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right. So but, next, you know, next up we we've have got agent Matthews. Uh, okay. <clears throat> From agent Matthew. Hi, Ben, Samantha and Stu. I am new to sending feedback, but I've been listening from the start. Thanks for providing the podcast every week. It's great. I was just watching it, and I wanted to know if anyone noticed that when Daisy and Gemma embraced, that they were in silhouette against a wall like the Hiroshima Lovers graffiti in the Watchmen comic. And Stuart, uh, I'm assuming you didn't notice this? I, I did not notice this. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, I didn't either. Um, although... Uh, Agent Matthew sent along some some pictures, and it does uh, the the silhouette of them uh, from the side embracing definitely looks like the silhouette of the uh, the Hiroshima lovers from from Watchmen, and yeah, it's it's definitely you can see it. Uh, I don't know if it's my inclination would be that it was a coincidence because people hugging looks like people hugging, but. Then there is the idea that they, I mean, it is in silhouette and it's shaded mm-hmm. to, to be a silhouette for the, the show. And then obviously in the, the comic book, it is, it's there as a, as a silhouette. Um, so. And yeah. I've only read, I've only read the graphic novel once um, and I've seen the movie once, but that was when the, when the movie first came out. So I haven't seen it since then. Yeah. And I, I've read it a handful <laughs> of times and yeah, I mean, it it definitely does. There is definitely a visual similarity that's going on there. So, yeah. all right, all right. Next from Agent Dylan, <laughs> he says, uh, "So the new arc is AOS colon SAO, and then he says, what happened to Simmons?' And you're gonna. So I think what he's referring to might." Be Sword Art Online, which I have not watched, um, but it's actually on my Netflix queue, um, which is also a, uh, I think, a manga and a, a video game. But hmm. it's like a, a virtual reality kind of situation. Hmm. And so have I, you I, ever read Ready Player One? Not yet. That is a great book, and it again is is about you know putting yourself into a virtual reality and exploring that world. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw this out here right now. Uh, Evan and I had a back and forth yesterday where 
he was reminded a lot of um, House of M. Oh and yeah, with with the the setup there because it gives uh, Scarlet Witch rewrote the world basically mm-hmm. and gave the people of the world like the things that they wanted the most and and then there was like, even like it opens with a montage in the comic. I guess I I don't remember this. It's been so long and I did not follow House of M. I just was not interested in it and it didn't catch me and so I didn't continue with it. But um, Evan really liked it and. He said it opened with a, a, a kind of a montage of characters in the Marvel universe that were similar to some of the things that he saw with um, with where our cast are, you know, in classroom and with a family and things like that. But for me, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking Matrix. I'm thinking Inception. I'm thinking. Um, I've, you know, Twilight Zone episodes where they're in a world that's not real and do they want to come out of it or not because they have everything that they want. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I guess, no, I, I, I am not familiar with Sword Art Online. Um, and I, and it might even be wrong. So correct us <laughs> if we're wrong, but, yeah. um, but just I'm thinking of these virtual worlds where you go in and it's so good that you don't want to come out. And well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ready Player One is exactly that. It, in fact, it it's so much that that they have. There's a struggle between the you know real world and the and the virtual world, like just like the Matrix. Yeah. So, yeah, and so my hope is that we're not just going to have a retread of all these mm-hmm. things. That's that's the one thing. So, all right. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, Agent Dylan, let us know if that's what you're referring to, because if I miss the joke, uh, which is funny because the initials are Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and AOS and, and SAO. Um, but if I'm wrong, please let us know. And we have no idea what happened to Simmons. There you go. Yeah, but how creepy. Yeah, I don't want to see my gravestone. So. All right. Next email from Dallas. Yeah, go for it. Now, this is the episode of the season. None of the twists I expected. The Daisy Mace fight scene was incredible, not to mention the... Kamehameha? Wave she did to LMD Coulson and Mac. (laughs) The cinematography of the code running down Simmons and Daisy's faces was beautifully done, and the world that they are subjected subjected to was crazy. Is it just me, or did the writer producers get back to more references in the second half. I feel like we've had more callbacks the past few episodes than we have the past two and a half seasons. Overall, one of my favorite episodes to date. Yes, I feel like we are uh, definitely calling up to the movies. No word on yet whether the movies will call down to the TV show. Probably not. Yeah, but this, they are calling back to, to things in the show too. And yeah, yeah, I, well, I mean, clearly they're calling back to some things in the show with, um, war, you know, well, well, yeah, but with also with, uh, with Coulson, uh, Coulson bot, um, you know, picking up the, uh, the SSR metal and, you know, just things like that. I mean, they, they, yeah, there's some good, good storytelling going on here. And, uh, the one thing I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say any of the spoilery kind of things that have been going around, but one thing that has been going around with some interviews with the cast as we're, you know, going into this hiatus 
has been um, longtime viewers will be rewarded. Mm -hmm. And I guess you could say that they were rewarded. Huh? It's my dad joke for the week. Reward. Because he's in the picture and yeah, just want to go to the next. I'm going to go to the next email. It's from Ahmad, Agent Ahmad. And the the subject line is swan song for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents, I'm going to cut right to the chase. I think our beloved show is done. The comments by ABC President Channing Dungy that the show could live on alongside Inhumans rings hollow to me. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually the least watched show on ABC based on some numbers I recently saw. And ABC recently announced that Inhumans will be airing Tuesday nights in the fall. If you recall, ABC execs had said a year ago that it was possible for Haley Atwell to concurrently be the lead in Agent Carter and Conviction. However, about a week after Agent Carter was canceled, ABC released their first trailer for Conviction. One thing that stood out to me was Conviction Conviction was filmed on location in New York, not on soundstage. It looked like New York. As a native New Yorker, this is something I can pick out pretty easily. There was something very there was there was very little chance Haley Atwell would be able to do show two shows at the same time, let alone two shows filming in opposite sides of the country. My conclusion was the decision to cancel Agent Carter had been made long before the formal announcement, perhaps even as early as when Haley Atwell accepted the role in Conviction. Based on the uh, ending for last night's episode, or last night's finale for the LMD pod, I think the decision to end after this season has already been made, and the remaining seven episodes are essentially going to be fan service to reward those of us that have been stuck with the show that have stuck with the show from the beginning. My hope is they will try to end big and pull in whatever other MCU characters they can find to end the show on a bang. I know it's stunt casting, but most fans have been clamoring for crossovers all, all these years and they really have nothing to lose at this point. I just hope they don't pull a spoiler alert last temptation of Christ on us and say that these four seasons in fact never happened in the MCU and that it was all just Coulson fat fantasizing after being stabbed by Loki and the Avengers before his brain died. Interesting. Uh, thanks for your time. By the way, I've been loving Agent Samantha and Stu on the show. It took two agents to truly replace one Daniel Butcher. Best wishes. Uh, P.S. One theory from the ending of last night's episode. I got curious about the dates of Simmons' gravestone. The date of birth, 11 September 1987, turns out to be Elizabeth Henstrich. Henstridge's actual birth date, which is a nice nod from the producers. The date of death looked like 8 November 20-something, where the year wasn't visible. Thor, The Dark World, was released on November 8, 2013. Perhaps in the framework, she was at Greenwich when Malekith attacked. Curious to hear your thoughts on this theory. Thanks again. Now, I'm going to say that... Uh, there is one of the most obscure and yet on point references in this email that we have ever, ever had with the last temptation of Christ reference. And yeah, I mean, we don't want to spoil the movie for you if you didn't see it 30 years. Um, but, uh, the idea that, uh, all this has just been in, in Coulson's head, I don't think that they'll do that. I don't think that they'll go there. Um, you know, I thought you were going to, you know, I, I would have gone with St. Elsewhere, <laughs> the, the finale of St. Elsewhere or the finale of Newhart, 
Uh, that would have been my references for this. And yet <laughs> the last temptation of Christ reference is on point with what you're talking about, what we're talking about. The new heart finale being the best example ever of an, it was all a dream kind of ending. Just Didn't wonderful. Roseanne beautiful. And like that too. Sort of the final season of Roseanne was a, was all a dream. I think mm-hmm. because it, she was fantasizing uh life of, of wealth and happiness um, to cope with the death of John Goodman, uh, John Goodman's character, I should say. Right. He didn't, he's still alive. Yes. But, uh, he Thank died goodness. of lung cancer in the, in the show, I think is what it was or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, I, point being, I, I don't think they'll do the dream thing. I will say this though. And I'm going to contradict you. If they're going to end the show, like he postulates ending it in a, in sort of a dreamlike thing where they have the ability to not be weighed so much, not be weighed down by so much of what has come before. They have the ability to bring in all the stunt casting they want or don't want and end the show on a bang. Now that all being said, I don't want that to happen, but if they're going to end the show, that is a good way for them to do it. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think it's a good way for them to do it. <laughs> okay. But uh, here's some interesting things. Um, if it's all a dream, then we are now in a virtual reality world that is being dreamed. Right. Uh, which that that's kind of fun to think about just the layers of inception or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is if it's all a dream, is Coulson somehow aware of all of the goings on in the movies? Because right. he's he's dreaming about you know going to uh, take care of uh, the aftermath of Thor. He's dreaming about the fall of Shield and the rise of Hydra within Shield. Um, so I, I don't think I don't think there's a dream. Now that said, I would normally give you a no prize. With mainly just just for, like I said, the obscure yet completely on point reference, but I'm not. And here's why, because I'm actually giving you the no prize for the dates on the tombstone. That's fantastic. And that connection. Yes. Yes. So here it comes. Your no prize or rather here. It doesn't come. Well, the audio is coming, but the no prize isn't. (laughs) The no prize winner of the day. Okay, so no prize out of the way. Um, I want to take a look again and see what's going on with that tombstone. But my fear is that Simmons is in that grave in a really messed up body. And maybe she'll wake up and maybe she won't. I don't know, but... I mean, it's really interesting and coincidental that it's 8 November, regardless of the year, right? 8 November of... Um, any year. two thousand, <laughs> Yeah, any year. And that happens to be the day that Thor, the Dark World, which is... It, it took place in London. It took place, um, which is where she's from-ish, um, right? England. Yeah. That's really small. She could have been in for anywhere. Yeah. Um, but it also, that's the one where like they did have some crossover specifically crossover, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting 
connection. Yeah, if it's just yeah. a coincidence, they sure missed the boat on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. so. And and poor poor Elizabeth, her birthday is September 11th. I mean, she's oh, British, so I guess it may not have that much of a thing, but it's still like, I mean, like, what a thing to have happen on your birthday. Anyway. Next email. It's yours. From Agent. Oh. Jason? I go with Jason. Yes. Yeah. Okay. My bad. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Hello, Agents. I need assistance. What in the is this world? I got Colson, I get Colson teaching. I'm happy Mac is has his daughter, but we were told there's no death in the framework. So how is Jim a dead? An improvement. Why is Fitz happy with random hot girl? <laughs> we don't know she's random. Just yeah, we, yeah, we don't know anything about her, but yeah. Right. Okay. We knew Daisy would wake up with Ward. Glad he's back, by the way. Finding out that they both work for Hydra under director May blew my mind. I'm dizzy from all the twists. I love all of them. But the conversion when they get out... But the conversation when they get out is what I'm waiting for. Had to vent. Thanks, Jason from California. Okay. So no death in the framework. Yes. Except for one thing. And that is Gemma was not in the framework when it was rewritten. And so Gemma coming into the framework. um, It's not an improvement for her. But it wasn't intended to be for her. Was Daisy in the framework when it was rewritten? No, no, neither of them were. But like I said before, I think Daisy is where she is because that's where the world went. And Simmons is where she is because that's where the world went whenever these things were changed. Hmm. And so I don't I, I don't think there's any I don't think Daisy being with Ward has anything to do with fixing any regret for her. And I don't think Simmons being dead is meant to be an improvement for her. I, I, yeah, I, I just think that they are where they are because the world went there, this alternate Mm -hmm. timeline, they were alive before the point of changes, you know, and this is again, you know, we're talking now about uh, alternate timeline and and, uh, flashpoint is is an example of this where there's changes and there's plenty of Star Trek episodes as well where one thing changes and creates a mirror universe and the dark hold allowed this programmed world to be a mirror universe and an alternate timeline where Coulson's change and um Mace's change even I don't who knows what Mace is up to that's the one thing I was wondering where's Mace mm-hmm. I didn't see him at all what's his regret mm-hmm. Well, his regret probably is tied into uh, letting people think that he was a hero. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, um, but the fixed regrets happened. And now Daisy and Simmons are in this timeline that's extrapolated from those fixed regrets. And so I don't know why it would make Simmons be dead and Fitz is with random girl. We'll find that out. And yeah, I'm, like I said, I am not excited about a Matrix world thing, but they have created something that makes me excited about what they've created. So, mm-hmm. 
And someday, some crazy wild-haired scientists and a kid are going to come asking about a book. And on that day, <laughs> you need to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I think that's it, man. I think so, too. I think we need to close this one down. I think we did not cover everything we could have covered. Maybe we didn't cover everything we should have covered. If we did miss something, I'm going to say this right now. There will probably be one episode between now and the next episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where we would be able to cover feedback about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But stay tuned. We'll explain after the credits. Again, teasing a tease. I hate myself for doing it, but that's what's happening. But we love you, Ben. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank hey, you, uh, you know, it's it's time to say goodbye, though. It's time to say so, goodbye. Um, Stuart, I've got some final words, but, but before I share these final words of wisdom, do you have anything to say to our, our audience listening at home? No. Okay. <laughs> I do, though. I do. And this goes out to you, to Samantha, to Evan, to Ben, to Daniel, to all the people who have been hosting and co-hosting, helping us make this podcast. Now you know that you are real. Show your friends that you and me belong to the same world. Turned on to the same word. Have you heard? Now you know that you are free, living all your life at ease. Each day has its always a look down life's hallways, doorways to lead you there. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 177-55-LEVEL-7. You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcometolevel7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're level7pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls, and you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. What the heck was that from? Well, it was the Moody Blues. <laughs> oh! It was a song. Okay. Yeah. I, I need to listen to more Moody Blues. Uh, you you know, honestly, you do. You do. Uh, that's true. That's true. You know, I'm I mean, going to listen to it. Only one of the greatest rock bands of all time. One of the greatest rock bands of all time. Okay. They're up there in the top 10 of my favorite rock bands of all time. Are, are they are they as good as the Wiggles? Because I listen to a lot of Wiggles. They are a, yeah, as good as the Wiggles. Yes, I would say. Okay. Then I can, I can listen to them. Wiggles <laughs> might be in the top 15, but these guys are in the top 10. How's that for you? Okay. Yeah, that, okay. That'll work. Sure. Okay. <laughs> hey, we are here to tease what we're doing in the next month and a half. And it is, do you want to say it or should I? I'm worried about saying it. It's Daredevil season two.
So Daredevil season two, we're going to try and cover between now and when Agents of Shield returns, and then in the summer we will be covering uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. So that's and whatever else what's they happening. throw at us. And I'm not going to t- exactly explore how we're doing it because I don't know exactly the details yet. But we will be, I think, possibly bringing in a guest host or two. And uh, Samantha will be joining us for some of it. And we're going to, yeah. So, so when, I, when yeah. I say some of it, I mean, we may not have all three of us do every single episode of Daredevil season two. So, mm-hmm. uh, but spread spread the work. And yeah. But send in your, send in your emails, send in your voicemails. <clears throat> we do want to hear from you about Daredevil season two. And mm-hmm. your your feelings about it and about Punisher and all that kind of thing. And we'll figure out how that that's going to get spread out in the episodes. But I also think I am not sure how this is going to work, but I think there will be an episode about Logan and it'll be a shorter conversation about the movie. But oh, yeah, that yeah. comes out next month. huh? Yeah. And so I think that that might be something that we end up doing as well. And if we do, that would be the episode that we would be, you know, if you have any more feedback about this episode of agents of shield self-control or about the season up until this point, that would be a logical place for us to drop some of that feedback in. Um, because we don't, we don't really talk about, um, agents of shield feedback within the context of, of Netflix series stuff. So we like to, we like to keep those separate. Yeah. So that's, what's coming. Daredevil season two. Can't wait. Ready to rewatch. Let's do it. Gotta rewatch them. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.